Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host, and we uh, we have a, a decent little show. We don't have a whole lot going on, but we have some announcements to make. We want to go over some of the news that's happened since our last show that we did about uh, nine to ten days ago. So we want to start off. We got a, a few announcements going on. So uh, as you may have noticed, uh, if you're watching the live stream, uh, we have updated some of our graphics. We've got some, you know, the little ticker going down at the bottom showing where you can follow us, where you can check us out. Uh, see uh, uh, our different uh, social media accounts, um, as well as the uh, as well as the uh, the website address. So, um, so yeah, we've we're doing some updates. We're working on fixing things up a little bit on the podcast here. And so, uh, what we also want to do is a couple other announcements. Uh, we are going to be doing a live stream. At least that's the tentative plan right now. We are going to be live streaming the NFL draft. Um, while the draft is going on, we are going to be um, having me as well as some of our new analysts and writers uh, on the show. Um, they are going to be uh, on with us to kind of discuss how a lot of the draft picks are going to affect um, the fantasy outlook for certain players that are already in the league, how um, the landing spot for some of these uh, rookies will affect what they possibly may be able to do in the league and in, and in fantasy this year. So um, we are going to at least do night one. We will see about night two. Day three is a long slog. There's you know four rounds to get through. So who knows if we will actually go through with that uh, on day four or on day three. We may we may hop on for a little bit to discuss. But uh, overall, we're mainly going to stick to uh, the first couple, maybe the first couple nights. So that's the the tentative plan is to bring on some of the analysts and writers that we've uh, brought on. Um, and I hope you guys have loved all the content they have put out. They have been absolute monsters um, with all the draft profiles as we get ready for this NFL draft, looking at possible fantasy options for especially for dynasty leagues um, and for going into the NFL draft to see what uh, you know what could possibly be. Um, some decent players for redraft leagues as well. So, so that's announcement number one. Announcement number two: we've uh, are we've kind of gone back and forth on when we are going to set a pre-sale date for um, the draft guide that we're developing, um, which we're still in the process of planning out. Uh, to be completely honest, um, we're trying to finish up a couple plans for that, but we um, are planning a pre-sale date of May first. I believe that's a Wednesday, so that'll be the first day that you can actually purchase at a discount um, ahead of time the uh, draft guides that we're going to be putting out for uh, the draft season for 2019. Um, it will officially go live July 1st, so you can purchase it for a discount ahead of time, and then it'll officially go live July 1st. We'll have two versions of the draft guide. We'll have a PDF version. It'll be a one-time download um, for really cheap should be really affordable for you guys, kind of like what you would get in the um, in the grocery store, completely honest, uh, something like that. It would be in PDF form. And then we'll also have a live version, uh, basically, that will constantly be changed on the website as new information comes in, um, you know, as injuries happen, as multiple torn ACLs happen throughout the uh, preseason. Um, so we will uh, we'll kind of be watching out for that. 
um, as we go and updating that on the live version, which obviously will be a little bit more uh, to keep you guys up to date. Um, one more announcement that we kind of want to make. Um, as we've been going through this, you know, I haven't been doing a lot of rankings. We haven't been talking about rankings, ranked players, um, how we're looking at, you know, the, the top are way too early top 10 of multiple different categories. And I'm going to be honest, I may offend some people. I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I may offend some other podcasters. I'm not doing that. We are not going to do that at Skull King before the NFL draft because, com to be completely honest, they're meaningless. Those will mean absolutely nothing once the draft hits. Now, I know that there's not going to be, you know, not likely to be, you know, one of these rookie wide receivers or rookie uh, um, uh, tight ends or rookie running backs that's automatically going to be. We don't have the Saquon Barkley or, or an Ezekiel Elliott in this draft. Okay. So it's not likely they're going to jump up. But to be completely honest, I'm not touching rankings. I'm not doing way too early rankings because they don't mean anything right now. We haven't even gotten to the NFL draft. I feel like it's content for the sake of content. So, like I said, I may rub people the wrong way with that, but that's why we are focusing on the NFL draft, working on draft profiles, especially for dynasty players, so that they can kind of know what's coming into the league, um, kind of give as best we know and as best as we can come up with for you guys to have the information you need for your dynasty leagues and for the possibility of going into um, redraft leagues. So... That's it. So for the next couple weeks, we may talk. We're going to talk about um, the draft and players coming into the draft. Um, today, we are just basically going to go over the news uh, from the last week and a half and how it may affect fantasy. And uh, and then I think that will be it. So if there is nothing else, why don't we go ahead and get going with the headlines? Today's headlines. All right, so the headlines today brought to you by Sleeper. Um, we're going to start with where we finished off last last week. Um, we finished off with uh, Freddie Kitchens talking about Duke Johnson. A lot has happened since then. Uh, Duke Johnson has since not shown up to training camp, and he has requested a trade. Um Multiple different teams. I believe there have been three different teams that have already requested or have discussed uh, with the Browns or have been talked about as possible landing spots already for Duke Johnson. Like I said, Kitchens believes that there is still a, a place in the offense for uh, Duke Johnson. I'm not seeing it if they have Jarvis Landry in the slot and they've brought in, um, they brought in Kareem Hunt. Duke Johnson is more that pass catching back. And before last season with uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Duke Johnson was the leading receiving running back for the previous three years combined. Um, just an absolute monster in the backfield, able to catch the ball out of the backfield. And so uh, he is a very valuable piece. But with the fact that they kind of moved away from Duke Johnson last season with Nick Chubb, able to catch the ball out of the backfield. They used him a lot catching the ball out of the backfield. I don't see a place for Duke Johnson in this offense. And so in dynasty formats, you know, uh, if you can maybe get something for him, awesome. I don't see until he gets traded, he has no value at this point. So 
So that's uh, my thoughts on the Duke Johnson shenanigans uh, in Cleveland. Uh, Matt Patricia has suggested that the Lions will limit Carryon Johnson's workload, and since then, they have gone on to sign uh, C.J. Anderson, who was the backup and kind of reinvigorated his career uh, going into the playoffs this last year with L.A. And basically outplayed um, Todd Gurley, even when Todd Gurley was on the field. Uh, so as far as C.J. Anderson goes, I think that he could be, he could still be productive in the Lions offense. The Lions have had problems with, with, uh, with the running backs over the last few years. Uh, carry on Johnson was starting to show some, show some, a little bit of light, uh, at the tunnel for, for the, um, for the Lions in terms of, uh, uh, rushing, um, ability. However, his inability to stay healthy really for most of the year, you know, caused some issues. And so I think uh, having um, kind of a, a dual role with Carryon Johnson and and CJ Anderson, I think could help him out, help uh, limit um, Carryon Johnson, and also you know see what they can do uh, with uh, with CJ Anderson and if he can keep uh, keep it going from what he had uh, uh, at the end of this last season. So. The Raiders uh, have reached an agreement with former Jets running back Isaiah Crowell. Uh, looks like a one-year deal worth up to $2.5 million. Um, as far as the Oakland Raiders go, they're still unsure about um, about Marshawn Lynch and what he is going to be able to provide if he comes back. Uh, I believe he is a, a free agent at this point. You know, I'm... I'm fine if if he hangs it up. To be completely honest, I, it's not that I'm anti, I'm not anti uh, Marshawn Lynch as a Seahawks fan. Obviously, you can see the Steve Largent uh, big jersey behind me, the Seahawks football right. Whoops, over this shoulder, um, Steve Largent picture in the background over here. I'm a huge Seahawks fan. Um, I love what Marshawn Lynch did for us, and I don't you know I don't mind the fact that he went to Oakland. Um, he can still be productive. I think that it may be better off for the Raiders to stick with Isaiah Crowell. Maybe they draft a, a running back. There is, I mean, it's a deep draft, not a whole. It's a deep draft for running backs from what I've seen and what I've been looking at. I know that there are people that won't agree with me that say that the talent in this draft is never, is not all that great. And, you know, honestly, we hear that every year. So, but I like, uh, I like Isaiah Crowell. I think he could be very, very um, productive in um, the Oakland offense, um, and especially if you've got uh, was it Jalen Richard as the kind of the pass catching back uh, to go along with Isaiah Crowell, I think it could work out really well. The Titans want to build the offense around Derrick Henry. It's about time. <laughs> I think that last year was such a, it was such a tale of. Two, I mean, you can't really call it two seasons. It was a tale of three quarters of a season and one quarter of a season. And in that last quarter of a season, they finally decided to absolutely feed Derrick Henry. And it worked out really well for him. So, I'm, uh, I think that if they really built around Derrick Henry and really kept the core of their offensive line together and really worked on providing a, a solid base there, blocking for him, I think it could work out, you know, over history, 
Alabama running backs have had struggles in the NFL um, from overuse, really, when they were at Alabama, and just how tough that uh, that whole division is. So that's you know, as far as Derrick Henry goes, he could. I mean, I still think that he could get it going this next year and be productive all season. But I'm still. It it all depends. Are they really going to commit to Derrick Henry? If they do, I think he could be very productive this year. He's still not a guy that I'm necessarily enthused about trying to draft and go after in a redraft league. But uh, definitely, uh, it's promising for him for the Titans to come out and say that they want to build around him. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of hype around Chris Godwin this year, and and I know that the I've seen that the fantasy footballers have talked about this, and you know, is it is is this too much hype for Chris Godwin? Is it is it too much? Think that he could, you know, bust compared to everyone, you know, because everyone's going to overdraft him. Um, Bruce Arian says that Chris Godwin could get close to 100 catches this year, playing what they call the the Larry Fitzgerald role. I think that Chris Godwin can do it. Now, I'm not going to overpay for Chris Godwin. If you if I mean if you followed us at all last year, you know how much we love Chris Godwin. We were all over him all last year. I drafted him in uh, in the Skull King um, Listener League. And we played against some of the listeners and a couple of uh, other podcasters. Um, he was wide receiver 30 the entire season, right around you know that 25 to 33 range the entire season. Um, and we'll get even more use this year. Um, you know, Playing officially in the slot, Adam Humphreys is gone. Deshaun Jackson is gone, so you have a you have a lot more opportunity for him, and you've got a a coach that likes throwing routes to that likes having their quarterback throw routes to the slot receiver. So I believe in Chris Godwin. I'm not going to over I'm not going to overdraft him. He it's all going to completely depend on where he falls in the draft. Um, I'm not going to speculate right now what that's going to be because that's going to I'm you know again we're not even to the NFL draft, but. He's definitely a guy that I'm going to have my radar on when it comes draft time in August and September. Moving on, the Bears traded officially Jordan Howard to the Philadelphia Eagles for a sixth-round pick in 2020 that can become a fifth-round pick um, depending on performance. Now, uh, I wrote up a little, a little bit of a, a little bit of an article on this on the website SkullKingFootball.com. Uh, kind of discussing my thoughts on what it would mean for Jordan Howard and the Philadelphia Eagles and what it would mean for the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of people thinking that this is huge for Tariq Cohen. Um, I am not one of those people. I think that Tariq Cohen is Tariq Cohen, and he's not going to gain any more than he was last year. Um, I want to say last year he finished right around uh, running back 10 or 12 to uh, 10 to 13 depending on the uh, on on your scoring in PPR I don't know if you've got you know extras for um, you know bonuses for first downs and all that kind of stuff but he was right in that I think he was 12 to 15 range a great season uh, for a running back especially for a, a pass catching back that being said he's not going to improve on that when they signed um, 
oh, who's the guy? The guy that was here in Seattle, Mike Davis. They signed Mike Davis. Mike Davis is now going to play that Jordan Howard role. He's going to play that bear rush, um, just absolutely bull rush up the middle, work it hard, drive the legs kind of role, and he is still going to get a fair amount of work. And I think it's possible, I think that he is a little bit quicker than Jordan Howard and could end up being um, more productive. And could he very well could have a 1,000-yard rushing season this year. So because of that, I like Mike Davis for this season. I think that he could um, he could be a bit of a sleeper in terms of running backs. Uh, Jordan Howard, I think, will uh, could be more productive this season than he was with the Bears. It all depends on how the Eagles decide to run their committee this year. They have so many people in that backfield. Uh, you've got Corey Clement still there. You have... Uh, Wendell Smallwood there. Um, you've got the ageless one. Darren Sproles is still there, um, possibly thinking about coming back. I mean, I think right now I have Jordan Howard as the lead back in that uh, in that offense. And I know that the uh, I believe they were also still looking at possibly signing Jay Ajayi again. I think with the Jordan Howard signing, that moves them away from uh, from Jay Ajayi uh, coming off the ACL injury. So I think that Jordan Howard could be. I think he's more likely to stay close to what he was this past year. Um, I'm, I, again, there are so many running backs in that offense. I want to see what they're going to do kind of through training camp um, and, you know, what the hype looks like at that point. Um, but for right now, I'm more excited about Mike Davis than I am about – I'm more excited about Mike Davis being better than I am about Tariq Cohen getting anything more than what he already is. Uh, the Colts, here's some hype. The Colts believe that Marlon Mack is a bell cow back, and yet at the same time they keep working out, they've worked out J.H.I.E. twice, I believe, um, and even talked to him uh, about a possible contract. I think that Marlon Mack could be a bell cow type of back. It would, you know, I know he was having some, he was having some hamstring problems, I believe it was, at the beginning of last season. Uh Hamstring leg issues with running backs is never a good thing. Uh, that being said, I think that Marlon Mack showed last year, especially towards the end of the season, that he could be a force to be reckoned with and was a very, very productive guy uh, towards the end of the year, uh, to middle to the end of the year. So definitely a guy to keep your eye on. With this kind of hype, though, he he's another one of those guys that could be you know pushed up the draft boards a little bit too high. He's one to watch. Um, but if you can get him at a value, I like Marlon Mack this year. Again, if you can get him at a value, that fourth, fifth round, uh, again, it all depends on how the hype is going this year and kind of how, as we move into draft season, how the mock drafts um, start working the the rankings. Because that's really what affects the rankings, to be completely honest. It's where are people being mock drafted at? Are people being pulled up because they're being drafted earlier? Being people being pushed down because you know the mock drafts just aren't aren't working out that way. So for those of you who didn't know, that's how a lot of the ranking systems work on Yahoo, on uh, Fantasy Football Calculator, uh, I believe also on ESPN. It's all based on how people are picking the mock drafts. That's what decides where the rankings go and who should and, and who when you when you log on to uh, to Yahoo to do your rankings. It's all based off of the mock drafts. So the more you know. Um, let's see, moving on. We got a few more things here. The Giants are targeting a pass rusher at number six. Uh, this was six days ago. 
we will see. They, you know, there's rumors that they could be involved with the Cardinals for trade with for Josh Rosen. Um, there's also another report, I believe, coming up a little bit that said that they uh, um, are in. The, it's a possibility that they could go after Drew Locke. Um, out of Missouri as quarterback, so that's you know just another option. So very interesting to see what uh, what will happen with with the Giants um, at number six. Uh, Coach Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers expects Jimmy Garoppolo to be back for Week One. That is good for all San Francisco fans. Um, you know, obviously their offense tailed off once once he went down. Uh, we talked about the Odell Beckham trade uh, previously. He is officially now in. Cleveland camp has been introduced to the fans and to the team. So um, definitely be interesting to see what that offense is going to be able to do with, like we said, with Chubb and then even, you know, Duke Johnson before Kareem Hunt comes back. Um, you know, you've got the two best friends in Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Those two could absolutely just destroy all, uh, defensive backs. And then you've also got David Njoku who can catch the ball over the middle as a tight end. So it really, this could be a fun offense to watch. Uh, moving on. Yes. Yeah, so this is Drew Locke, certainly an option for the Giants. Definitely. Like we said, it's something to watch for. Um, and it'll be interesting to see kind of what our reactions will be during the live stream of, uh, night one of the NFL draft. Um, let's go on and let's see, move on. What do we got? Um, there we go. Duke Johnson asked for his, asked for a trade. We'll kind of see where that goes. We talked about C.J. Anderson signing. Um, the Raiders are working out only two top quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. This will be interesting to see because, you know, we've heard a lot of reports that Gruden is a big fan of, of Derek Carr and what he can do. Uh, they're working out Kyler. I think working out Kyler Murray or, or Dwayne Haskins it's all going to depend on what the Cardinals do with pick one, obviously. It's still expected that the Cardinals will eventually trade Josh Rosen and that they will draft Kyler Murray because, you know, Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> um, you know, before he ever got hired as the Cardinals, as the Cardinals head coach, saying that he would draft Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick if he had it. Well, now he has it and everyone's expecting him to actually follow through with that. Which will be interesting. Um, if they don't, if they say take uh, a Nick Bosa or or go a different direction for for their team, I could see the Raiders possibly going with the quarterback. Although they have a lot of defensive issues as well that need to be fixed. So uh, definitely interesting to watch that. You know, it'd be interesting to see what what the Raiders do. You know, they've made a whole lot of moves, released a lot of guys, have some guys. Um, brought some uh, some young guns in, you know. They made the trade for uh, for AB um, to bolster that offense. And they brought in Isaiah Crowell. So definitely, again, definitely interesting to see what what they will do if they, and if they do go quarterback and you know fully go rebuild uh, before eventually maybe going to Las Vegas. Um, see, I think we've got a we've got a few more here. Uh, for all the Seahawks fans, Russell Wilson talking about his wanting his new deal by the 15th of April. I think that this is this will get done, to be completely honest. I think that the Seahawks will will find a way to get the deal done 
with Russell Wilson. Um, you know, people talk about you know there's the the cap issues with signing a new quarterback. Well, he, I believe, I believe he would finish out his the one deal, uh, which he has one more year on, and then would his new deal would officially go in effect for 2020. Um, so with that, the every year I believe the um, because of revenue and revenue sharing, the salary cap goes up every single season. Because of that, and because of some of the other contracts that would probably be coming off um, off the Seahawks uh, payroll, um, they would still need to add. You know, they still have the the deals with Bobby Wagner um, coming up with a, a possible deal for Frank Clark, which will you know that's going to be interesting. Now that they franchise tagged him on the defense, really interesting to see what could go on there. But I think I think that the Seahawks get the deal done to sign Russell Wilson. I don't think it'll hamstring them as much as. Uh, people say uh, they've done a good job of finding young talent to build around the defense, um, and they've you know call the offense antiquated if you want. I think it's effective. It may not be what people want to see. I don't care. It got them ten wins last year, um, and could have gotten them more if they stuck to the running game a little bit in the first couple games. So that being said. Um, I think the Russell Wilson deal gets done and that he will remain a Seahawk for pretty much the rest of his career. Uh, Jordy Nelson said he would consider a Packers reunion if Aaron Rodgers picked up the phone. I don't see that happening, to be completely honest. It may, but I'm not I'm not a, not really seeing that happening. Uh, here's another rookie, rookie quarterback um, uh, issue or thing to talk about. The Lions and the Dolphins have both paid Buffalo quarterback Tyree Jackson a visit on campus recently. He's a guy with rare physical traits that seems to have gotten a, uh, to spend a lot of time at uh, with at the Senior Bowl. Um, let me pull up, go ahead and pull up the website here so we can kind of get a little bit on on Tyree Jackson. Um, again, you can go to SkullKingFootball.com. A lot of the rookies that we're talking about, you go to the website and you will find um, you know what we're talking about with these guys. Uh, the draft profiles up for a lot of them. Uh, there's a tab on the top of the on the top of the website 2019 draft profiles all the guys we've done so far plus uh, I believe some of the ones that don't have links um, are ones that we have assigned that uh, writers are working on so we're trying to hammer out as many of those before the draft as we can but uh, Tyree Jackson two six foot seven 245 pounds um, one of the big issues is his completion percentage is only 55.3 percent. That's uh, right in line with uh, oh, who was the guy last year? Um, at it in Buffalo, Josh, uh, uh, Josh Allen, quarterback there. Um, twenty-eight TDs, twelve interceptions. Um, he's fast. He ran a ver. I think he was the fastest quarterback in the combine this year. Um, has a cannon of an arm. Reminds me a little bit to. I mean, I've and I'm sure people have heard this comparison. Reminds me a little bit of Cam Newton in his throw in the way he throws the ball. Um, I mean, yeah, he's bi- he's a big guy that runs well, um, like uh, like Cam. However, for me, it's more of the way he throws the ball. He doesn't get as much air in it as air under it, especially on deep balls, as you would expect. Um, just kind of the difference between Tyree Jackson and Dwayne Haskins when they were throwing at the combine in their in their workouts, uh, doing the the quarterback throwing. Um, Tyree Jackson was throwing a lot flatter, even on the deep balls. Uh, 
made it very difficult for him to complete a lot of those passes to the wide receivers. While Dwayne Haskins, that guy was absolutely airing the ball out like crazy, um, and uh, and was allowing the um, was allowing the offense or the wide receivers to get under um, under the ball a lot easier. So so that's a. Uh, I think that that could cause issues. Again, that's probably a little bit of what had to do with his um, with his uh, problems uh, with completions, completion percentage. So he it just just it's definitely interesting to see that. And I know that you know the Dolphins are have been voted as having the worst um, quarterback uh, situation in the league because Ryan Fitzpatrick is their starter, and the rest <laughs> is not a whole lot. Um, and obviously the, eventually the, uh, the Lions are going to have to look somewhere else for a quarterback. Matthew Stafford isn't going to be able to throw the ball 700 times a year much longer. <laughs> I mean, he's not gonna be able to do that forever. So, um, let's see. I think we've got, you know, we've got a few more stories here. Uh, there is a chance that Will Fuller after tearing his ACL will be ready for camp this year. That'll be something definitely to watch. Um, you know he's he's been he's an absolute burner when he is healthy. The guy is a fantasy stud. To be completely honest, I mean he manages to he, and it drives me nuts because I'm I'm usually a guy that likes DeAndre Hopkins, and it always seems like he's hurting. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins will finish with like seven catches for eighty five yards, and uh, Will Fuller will have three catches for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> so. Um, you know, Will Fuller, he is, he is an amazing talent. He does struggle a little bit with drops, which was his MO coming out of, uh, out of Notre Dame, but an absolute, absolute fantasy stud that, you know, if he's a little bit low or if he's having a little bit trouble coming back from camp, he may drop a little bit in the drafts. And so he could be a value pickup as well. All right. Um, and the last thing that we are going to, uh, last thing that we are going to cover, basically it's all about, um, Arizona and um, Josh Rosen. According to Benjamin Albright, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at AlbrightNFL. Uh, the Redskins appear to be the front runner in the Josh Rosen sweepstakes. The Giants could be on the verge of missing out on what one NFL coach tells uh, Albright is the best young quarterback option this offseason. Uh, plus, the Cardinals still have not engaged in active trade discussions to date that we know of. Uh, about Josh Rosen. Other teams have asked about him, but to date, the Cardinals have not shown a willingness to trade him to date. <laughs> um, I still think that they trade Josh Rosen. I don't necessarily think it's the wisest thing. I think if you give Rosen a year with a good offensive line that can actually you know block for him and not just leave him out there stranded to get absolutely pummeled over and over and over and over again, um, I think he could work out really well for the uh, well for Rosen. Well, work out well for the Cardinals. That being said, if Cliff Kingsbury is really that determined to have Kyler Murray, they need move Josh Rosen and get something out of him. I'm I don't think you can get more than a second round pick. To be completely honest, because he's had a year of getting pummeled, um, and so I think that that the trade gets done eventually. I could be wrong. But I think the trade gets done eventually uh, that um, Josh Rosen will be with a different team in his second year 
um, after being a, I want to say he was the number 10 or 12 pick last year, which is just is mind-boggling that <laughs> they give up on him that early. But when you have a, a, a completely new um, completely new uh, coaching and everything, you know, that those kind of things tend to happen. So, um, And the one last thing about Josh Rosen is it says here that Arizona has, quote, at least two offers for Rosen. So two, um, the report is that two different teams have offered something for Josh Rosen. Um, we'll see, we'll kind of see again where that, where that leads to and what comes out of that. Um, I think if he goes to somewhere like the Redskins, that could be a good, a good option for him. Although they don't, you know, it'll be interesting to see what receiving talent they have left out there after guys like Jameson Crowder have gone, um, you know, they've got what Case Keenum is their starting quarterback for now. Josh Rosen goes there. You know, who knows what happens there. Um, but again, just definitely interesting to see how all this is going to play out because this that deal affects the draft. If they don't trade Josh Rosen, they probably probably don't draft Kyler Murray. They might. Um, and so Kyler Murray could end up, you know, he could end up with the Raiders. He could end up with the Giants, although the Giants have kind of said they don't want a small, small QB. But again, there's so many different options that can happen. This deal with Arizona and Josh Rosen is going to have a major effect on the NFL draft. So we will still wait and see kind of how that uh, plays out. We've got, uh, what is it, today is the 6th. So we have three weeks. Three weeks from today is um, day three of the draft. So it'll be interesting to see where where all that goes. Um and so, yeah, so that is it for the news. Again, we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to uh, us, uh, listen to me here at the NFL or at the Skulking Fantasy Football podcast. Um, again, we are not doing rankings for now. Uh, main rankings, if you, that's what you're looking for, you're not going to get it from us. They're irrelevant until after the draft. And so we are focusing on the NFL draft. We are working towards that, uh, providing you as much value for especially for dynasty players as we can on the rookies coming in, the wide receivers, the running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks, guys that you might want to pick up in your rookie drafts uh, for next season. And so we're doing our best to provide you the value there that you guys need. And once the NFL draft happens, we kind of see the lay of the land. Then we'll start working on uh, bringing you uh, actual rankings for, you know, top 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 wide receivers, top 20 quarterbacks, um, you know, top, uh, you know, top 30 or 40 running backs, top 10, 15 tight ends. We'll, we will get there after the NFL draft. Once we see the lay of the land, we're not going to do two early rankings. They're irrelevant. So again, we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us. We hope that you enjoy the show. We hope that you've kind of, you know, for those of you who are watching the live stream, um, hope you enjoy the, the, the new graphics and kind of how we're kind of freshening things up and updating. Um, again, thank you for listening to us, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.